0: Ezekiel chapter 2. Open up to Ezekiel chapter 2. And uh, we'll be able to look at this passage pretty quickly. Ezekiel chapter 2. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet. You know what? If he needed to stand up, you all stand up for just a second while we read the rest of this, please. And I will speak unto thee, and the spirit entered, into, excuse me, sp- spirit entered into me when he spake unto me, and set me upon my feet, that I heard him that spake unto me. And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee, the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me even unto this very day. For they are impudent children, stiff-hearted. I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, and they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are a rebellious nation, yet shall know that there hath been a prophet among them. And thou, son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns be with thee, and thou dost dwell among scorpions. Be not afraid of their words, nor dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Go ahead and be seated. Ezekiel was a young man ripped away from his nation to go to Babylon, and now he was living in a community right outside of the city of Babylon. And now the Lord is speaking to him and saying, I want to use you, Ezekiel. And so he had this dream. Notice some of the things in this dream. Verse 3, And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee, the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation. They were a rebellious nation, especially this community that were living outside of Babylon. You know what they were doing? They were taking a little bit of this God and a little bit of this God and a little bit of that God, putting all these gods on their shelf. And some of them might have actually been putting Jehovah sort of up there. If he's part of that, then they truly weren't but you know what? They had an opportunity to know the truth. They had an opportunity to do the right thing, but they were rebellious. Doesn't that give a negative thought in your mind? You think of somebody that's rebellious, someone that knows the truth, knows how to live the life correctly, but yet they're going about life their own way. And that's what these people were doing. They had Access to the truth, but they're saying, no, no, we're going to do this and this and that, and we're going to worship God our own way, or live our lives the own, our own way. Sad, a rebellious people. They and their fathers have transgressed against me. And it's interesting, so often we'll blame, oh, you know what, uh, I'm just angry because my dad was angry. I came from an angry house. You know what? They were responsible for their sins. Yes, their fathers were as well. But everybody was responsible for their own sins. They were rebellious. Verse 4. They were impudent children, stiff-hearted. I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God. Aren't you thankful for a God that reaches out? So that people were rebellious. But now, we're being able to look at the prophet, and he's being able to give the very words of God. Wow! Isn't that incredible? The very words of God. He was being able to hear and give out the very words of God. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Wait a second. What, what do you have right there? And and you, and you, and you. Wow. And young people as well. The very words of God. Isn't that incredible? What a privilege. What an opportunity. And we have the complete story. The very words of God right here. And they, whether they hear or whether they forbear, for they are a rebellious house, yet shall know that there's been a prophet among them." This is part of our training. We let the counselors know you cannot change anybody. It's God's word that changes a life. Whether they hear or whether they forbear, whether they listen or they don't listen, you can't do anything about that. But what can you do? Let them know that there's someone that handles God's word among them. Because that's what a prophet is, somebody that handles God's word. What a privilege, what an opportunity to handle the very words of God. But remember, it's not you you're not changing anyone you're not being able to manipulate somebody into salvation okay so i grew up in a a christian home and went to a good church and we had a revival meeting and right at the end of one of the services invitation took place and during that invitation there was a young man you could tell he brought a visitor and there was a distinct difference between the one was all dressed up in a sailor's outfit and looked spiffy. okay you old people remember that word right spiffy okay and then there was a other young man, and he was all disheveled and he looked like he had slept for most of the service and probably did and so The young man in the sailor's outfit decided he was going to help that other young man out. So he grabbed him, and he yanked him out into the aisle, and he started taking him down front. Well, you know what? That other young man decided he didn't want to go down front. And so he started going back. And right in the middle of the aisle, there was a tug of war that was going on. And I started cheering for the sailor, go, go. No, I didn't. And so. That was going on right there in the middle aisle. And you know what? A man came up and picked up the two boys. Now, which direction do you think that man went? And often when I speak this, if I'm speaking this to young people, I'll put a young man on my shoulder, and I'll move back around with him. Because you know I could take him where I wanted to, him to go. That man picked up those two boys and put them back in their seats. You know what? He could have brought them down front. They might have been able to get that young man to say the right words. But it wasn't his heart. Whether they hear or whether they forbear. Yet so they know that there's been a prophet among them. Handling God's word, they're going to know in your neighborhood by the way you live. But that's not enough by the way you talk. You have to back it up with talk. But you know what? There's a problem, and I know the problem. Verse 6, And thou, son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words, O briars and thorns be with thee, and thou dost dwell among scorpions. Be not afraid of their words, nor dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. I have preached in a glass house in China, literally a glass building. And the communist soldiers were walking around with their machine guns right out front. Now, I'll let you know, that's an incredible story. And it really was an incredible story. But I really wasn't that afraid because none of them could understand English anyway. And so we were just going ahead and going along with our service. I've been in many places in India, just really, I'm going to follow you you better be where you are. And we drove for two hours and they checked up on us. I've been in other places where, you know what, you better not come to our church service tonight. It wouldn't be best for you to be there. I've been in places where they are among scorpions. But that last I checked, California is still a free state. Now, some of you might question that, but California is still a free state. None of you came in to this building, hiding your Bibles. Now I almost did, I couldn't find my Bible when I got in here, ran back to the hotel and it was here. Um, But, you know, you didn't hide your Bibles coming in, why? Because you're not dwelling among scorpions. So what keeps you from telling, from sharing God's word? Verse six, and thou son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words, And later on, it says, don't be dismayed at their looks. Isn't that sad? That's what keeps us from sharing the glorious news of the gospel to our neighbors. Young people, I enjoyed going into their class this morning. Now, I want to let you know, I was five years old the first time I remember giving the gospel. And oh my, I wish I could have heard. I wish I could hear today what I said. But I was sharing it with Mark Perino. And Mark Perino and I are friends today. It wasn't at five and six where he became a Christian. It was when I was 11 and he was 12. And He said, Dan, you remember at the kitchen table when you shared God's word with me? He said, that's when I received Christ. Young people, you have the truth. It has impacted you. Share, share, share. Verse 8, but thou son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat what I give thee. Now, a few minutes ago, don't you remember that negative thought you had about those people that were rebellious? Remember that? They were living life their own way, right? And we all know rebellious people. They know the truth, but they're living life their own way. But you know what? If Ezekiel would have said no to giving out the gospel, he would have been worshiping God his own way. Oh, I'll read your word, Lord. I'll go to church. But don't expect me to tell others about you. Wow. How are you doing? Are you actually being rebellious with the people in your family, people in your neighborhood, your workers, co-workers, I should say? But you know what? What a joy. Look at verse 3 in chapter 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat. Fill thy bowels with the roll that I give thee. Then I did eat it. He wasn't rebellious. And it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Now we, I think I've seen one of these here. Um, We have a donut chain in the south, Krispy Kreme, and there's a red light that comes on, and when that red light's on, man, you know, you just, the car just pulls in there, and you open up your wallet for whatever they're going to charge, it doesn't matter, and uh, you get a dozen donuts, and you know what, those things, you don't even have to chew them. You just put them in, they just slide right down. Ah, honey for sweetness. You know what? Did you notice here? It didn't say, Ezekiel, when you have converted your 50th person, it's honey for sweetness. It didn't say that. It just said, obey. Because you know what? You can't change anybody. It's whether they hear or whether they forbear. You just let them know that there's a believer among them. Thank you for listening to Messages from Liberty.